Get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. Today I'm asking the question, what has space exploration done for humans? A lot of people I know have been talking to me about how SpaceX has been launching tons of rockets into space and unleashing a vast amount of satellites as well to create this new internet. And as we all know, since the Cold War, when uh, you know Russia and America were really battling it out um, to have the space race to get people onto the moon, to get people into space, uh, we launched so many rockets and satellites and space shuttles and, and spaceships and space stations. And the question always remained to humankind is, why are we spending billions and probably even trillions at this point of dollars to go into space. Like, how is that benefiting us here on Earth? Because here we are on Earth with a million problems. We have hunger and and uh, natural disasters and, and war and diseases, and we're spending all this money in outer space. So how is it helping us? And there is a whole list of reasons how space exploration started out as a race to the moon and ended up with a ton of technological advances here on Earth that we use today. One of the biggest things that I've noticed throughout the years uh, in terms of satellites is that they've probably saved thousands of lives every year because they're able to predict uh, weather patterns. They're able to see potential disasters that might happen, like public storm warnings. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed in terms of, of the satellite imagery is it also monitors greenhouse gases as well as climate indicators. So if we hadn't had satellites to see all of these climate uh, statistics and climate um, visuals, then we'd be left in the dark. So I believe, you know, satellite weather predictions have completely transformed a critical element in our daily lives, which impacts every single type of industry out there. Something else tied to climate would be, you know, forests and rivers and glaciers and all sorts of other natural areas on Earth using people in the space station who are monitoring it, but as well as satellite imagery. We're able to see how the planet is being impacted by all of these changes and where we have to make, uh, you know, critical decisions on where we have to start saving parts of the world. And we're able to see this because we're in space and we can see it on a global view. Um, as someone said before, we're trying to get people out of the trees and to see the whole forest. And in this case, we're getting people off of their land to see the whole globe as, as a big, uh, you know, one large ecosystem versus small little areas. This also helps monitor illegal activities or harmful activities, you know, animal poaching, fires, um, logging, which is illegal in a lot of places, um, and of course, uh, mining, people that are mining um, in places that they shouldn't be. So with satellite imagery and looking from, from a global perspective, we can see a lot of these things. I mean, one of my favorite parts of space exploration and where it took us to is it got us to uh, communication. I mean, we were able to now do video chats and, uh, you know, watching this video through the internet and uh, being able to beam TV and radio signals. And this is how we were first able to start showing uh, live television signals using satellites and very powerful, uh, you know, signals. And how are we able to do this? Through the technology that we gained from space exploration. The banking systems use it. So, 
Uh, everybody's, uh, you know, doing the stock market and sending money and it's all using very, uh, powerful computers and signals and satellites that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for space, which also comes into play with GPS, the global positioning system. I mean, everybody takes it for granted when we use Google Maps or MapQuest back in the day when we're using a GPS to help us navigate on the roads. But where did we get GPS? They are satellites and we got them from space exploration because, you know, when people when people were trying to travel to space or astronauts were going to space, they needed some sort of very specific coordinates in order to navigate properly. And so they had to build something to navigate our astronauts either into space or back down to Earth from space. Uh, this also helps us communicate with our astronauts. Of course, you know, they say, Houston, I have a problem. Well, they're doing that through signals and, and satellites. So, you know, it's very important to realize that we wouldn't have GPS, we wouldn't have satellites if, if it wasn't for space exploration. Now, besides the technology that came from this, there's also an education piece, uh, STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, these disciplines have been starting to increasingly be taught in schools all across the country and the world. And a lot of these, uh, what I, what they're called, that disciplines or methodologies uh, or course curriculums, they came from space exploration once again because we needed more people, right, to, to be able to do these very technical uh, positions and jobs in, in, in the different industries that we have. And so by teaching kids at a young age how to do these engineering things and how to calculate really complex formulas and whatnot – we are fostering in a new era of the next revolution of space exploration, which obviously we're trying to get to Mars. We're trying to populate a new planet because we're ruining Earth, right? Climate change is, is killing our planet. The people on, the, on Earth are not taking care of it. And there might be a day when we just can't live on Earth anymore. If you happen to catch the new George Clooney movie on Netflix, The Midnight Sky, you'll see Earth no longer had any air to breathe, so they had to send explorers to other planets. Well, we need people smart enough to not only be able to get us to other planets, but be able to thrive and start a civilization on those planets, and that's going to require STEM, basically. So space exploration kind of fostered this new growth out of innovation and technology and engineering and and science and math, and, and that's where it came from, really. Something else that we take for granted in everyday life that we all use are roughly 2,000 or more technologies that were specifically developed for use in space, uh, like cordless power tools, right? I use a cordless drill almost every day uh, when I'm fixing something, and that's was what that was to use in space when you're doing a spacewalk and you're fixing a, a panel or something. But we have it here on Earth because of that. And this especially is for hospital uh, appliances, such as the, the dialysis machines and heart rate monitors. And, you know, when you're in space, your body adapts to the different gravity. And so they had to develop new devices for astronauts, for medical uses. And we took that technology and we implemented it in hospitals on Earth. So our hospital system and our health care system vastly improved because of space exploration. And then, of course, there's things like freeze-dried food, you know, and, and being able to package food to ship around the world uh, a lot easier for, you know, underserved and underprivileged countries. And we improved things like firefighter suits for to, to repel flames and things like that. So if you do some research, you'll see there's so many different things that we use here on Earth every day that came about because of space exploration.
Now, I'm sure we can all agree the most important thing that came from space exploration was a geopolitical collaboration. Right now, internationally, the International Space Station, for example, uh, is a collaboration between America and Russia and China and India and a lot of other countries. And we are now working together on certain aspects of space exploration. Now, we may not see eye to eye on Earth, and we may always be, you know, fighting and, and with wars and battles and, and, and terrorism and whatnot. But in space, it's a collaboration. And, and at least in my opinion, it's the, it's the right, it's the right step in the right direction, right? It's, if we can collaborate in space, and if we can collaborate as we explore space, and if we can po possibly, ex you know, collaborate once we get to Mars or another exoplanet, Maybe then we can start a new era in civilization, you know, getting along. I mean, you never know, right? Maybe this is how it starts. But it definitely has caused us to think more about, you know, working together instead of fighting. And to me, that's a huge positive. Robotics is also a big piece of this. As you can see in videos or movies, TV, whatnot, or even NASA videos, you'll see that they have had to make robotic arms and robots in general smaller and smaller because when you're in space in a space station or space shuttle, you need to make sure everything is small because you can't spare the room, right? I mean, you need to be able to maximize everything. So they've been able to miniaturize a lot of robotics, which again has helped us here on Earth. They've also developed a ton of new materials, lightweight metal composites and whatnot, uh, to help build these spacecrafts and space stations and satellites to be very light but very durable, which again has helped, for example, cars to become more lightweight but more durable. Uh, you know, there's titanium and a lot of other uh, metals that have increased the you know, uh, durability of even airplanes or, or other vehicles but have allowed us to use less fuel and be able to do things at a lower cost. And, you know, space exploration really goes across all industries. And if you really dig deep into each facet of medical and weather and government collaboration and devices, whether it's medical or entertainment, even iPhones, you know, people don't realize laptops, computers, and iPhones, communication devices, where do you think laptops came from? You know, they needed to have the astronauts communicate on computers in space. They couldn't bring some big bulky desktop with a big monitor. They needed something portable. So they created smaller microchips, smaller computer processors, smaller motherboards, smaller everything. All the components had to be, you know, become smaller to fit into a small form factor so that astronauts could then communicate with Houston on these laptops. That's why when you look at videos of astronauts in space, they're always on these laptops that are connected to a wall arm, like a wall mount, kind of like this podcast arm. So think about that. Laptops came from astronauts, from NASA, from space exploration. So did iPhones, because eventually we needed smaller and smaller communications devices that are using satellites that came from space. So if you really look further into what we use on a daily basis that we got from space exploration, it's completely mind-blowing. And I suggest that you do look into it because it's interesting not only to find out what we've done up until now, but where we're headed in the future and how it'll continue to impact human evolution. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode and it was out of this world for you. And I will see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. 
If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.